Please be seated. Good morning. As most of you know, today is my last day with you as your bishop, which means that that's the last time I will be sitting in that chair. So I hope that you will forgive me this morning for not preaching about the Scripture lessons that we just heard read, but instead reflecting a bit on my time with you as your bishop, and especially on the role of the bishop with the cathedral. Now, there are five pieces of equipment that symbolize the office of a bishop. I'm going to talk about all of them this morning, but this is the one that is the most familiar to you because it lives right here at Trinity. It is the bishop's chair. The word in Greek for chair is cathedra. So the building where the cathedra is, is the cathedral, right? Now we sometimes think of cathedrals as being huge Gothic buildings, but actually the cathedral is any place where the bishop's chair is located. Now, I moved the chair out here this morning so that you could get a better look at it, but in the very early church, the bishop's chair was located behind the altar, and the bishop presided from there at the services and sometimes even preached from there. Now, by the third century, the bishop was regarded as a successor to the apostles, And one early theologian went so far as to say, where the bishop is, there is the church. Where the bishop is, there is the church. That's a pretty powerful symbol, isn't it? During the Middle Ages, bishops became great landholders with powers of feudal overlords, almost combining what we would call today church and state into one office. So they carried a lot of clout in the Middle Ages. What's important for us to realize today is that the bishop's church, the cathedral, is also an important symbol for the whole church. This is the place where the bishop presides on high holy days, where ordinations take place, and where the activities of the cathedral serve as a model for the rest of the diocese. It's here, for example, that the candidates for ordination come to get their training and practice serving at the altar. It's here that other civic groups come to meet and where musical performances take place and artistic uh, art shows are, are put on. So it's a center not just for the church community, but for the whole community of Phoenix. So that means that you, as members of the cathedral, along with your dean and clergy here, have a special role to play in the life of the diocese. You are not only hosts for so many diocesan gatherings, you are expected to be the model 
of what a Christian community should look like. You are, in fact, the flagship of the diocese. In that sense, you really share in the ministry of the bishop. It might not be saying or exaggerating too much to say where the bishop's chair is, there you will find the fullest expression of the church. Now, I mentioned that a bishop has five pieces of equipment. One of them, the cathedra, stays right here, and you get to look at it every Sunday. Some of you will remember that the chair goes back quite a ways, but the embroidery was done uh, more recently by Veda Roseberry, who also designed the window in the front of the church. So you can see some of the, those themes here. This is the seal of the Diocese of Arizona, and it has some kind of interesting little pictures. This one's sort of easy. That's the phoenix rising from the ashes, right? Anybody know what this is? This is saguaro cactus bloom. That's right. Up here we have the Grand Canyon or the Red Rocks or something. And this one always sort of puzzled me for a while. I thought it was some sort of a propeller, you know, like the, the bishop was supposed to fly around or something to different parts of the diocese, but it's actually a, a design from a Navajo sand painting. So that's the, that's the seal of the bishop. That's, a, that's the one you're per, perhaps most uh, familiar with. But there are four other items that every bishop carries with him or her. And you also share in those ministries as well. They also reflect your calling as the people of the cathedral. So this morning, I would like to have a little ecclesiastical fashion show. And to do that, I need four volunteers from the audience. So who would like to come up and be a volunteer from the audience? Okay, Kathleen, I, I could have guessed that one. <laughs> come on up. Jerry, are you going to come up too? Let's have two more. Come on up. Right, right over here. Come up. And I need one more. Okay, come on up. Okay. So, there are four other things I want to talk about. Come on. Help. Everybody can see you. The first one is this funny hat. This is called the miter, and it symbolizes tongues of fire. Remember the story about how when the apostles and the disciples were gathered in the upper room and the Holy Spirit came upon them and it seemed like they had tongues of fire dancing from their heads. So that's what this is supposed to remind us of. Now, you don't all have funny hats to wear, but you all have been given the gift of the Holy Spirit. So picking the person that could probably use additional height the most... <laughs> All right. The other symbol number two is this staff or crozier, as it's sometimes called. And when I talk to little kids, I say, what does this remind you of? And one little girl said, are you little Bo Peep? <laughs> well, she was sort of half right, wasn't she? Because who carries something that looks like this? Shepherds. 
So this symbolizes the fact that the bishop is the shepherd of the church, and in fact, you'll notice that when the procession comes in, the bishop always comes last. That's because the shepherd is trying to get the sheep to go in the right direction. And to do that, we have this little crook at one, one end so that you can pull in those that are getting, getting out of line, and we have a sharp point on the other end to drive off the wolves that are, that are trying to attack. Now, I said this symbolizes the shepherd ministry of a bishop or the pastoral ministry of the bishop. And again, this is something that you all share in because every single one of you, I would be willing to bet, every single one of you has a person or persons that you take care of. Is that true? That you are a pastor to one or more people in your life. So you also share in this pastoral ministry. How about if you hold on to that for us? That's the, this is the crozier that belongs to the diocese. It always stays here at the cathedral. I have one that I take around with me, but this one is always here, and this will be the one that I will hand over uh, next week to Bishop Reddall. So the next is a cross. I couldn't get this one off my... Uh, vestments here without a lot of work, so I have another one, another cross. Now, many of you this morning, maybe I see some of you are wearing crosses around your neck, which is fine, but in the very early church, only bishops wore crosses, only bishops. Nobody else was allowed to wear a cross. Now, of course, that's all changed, and many of you are wearing crosses, and like the bishop, you too bear the cross of Jesus in the world, don't you? You may not have a cross, or maybe you do, but when you go out of here, you are proclaiming the power of the risen Christ, the message of the cross, the message of the gospel that you were taking out into the world. So you share in that as well. The last one's a little hard to see. It's this ring. And the ring is pretty good size. And in fact, I had a little boy say to me one time when he saw this ring, he said, did you play in the Super Bowl? (laughs) And the reason the ring is so big is because it has on the, on the ring the seal of the diocese because bishops use these to sign important documents with sealing wax. And in the early church, people didn't know how to read. Most people didn't know how to read, but they knew how to recognize a, a seal. So they would see a letter from the bishop say, oh, that, that must come from the bishop. So that's the seal. So somebody take very good care of this. Jerry, give it back later. <laughs> There you go. Hang on to that. All right. Now, obviously, you all don't have these fancy things on Sunday morning, but you have those same symbolic gifts, and they were given to you at your baptism, and they were confirmed at your confirmation. You all share in the Holy Spirit, in the power of the Holy Spirit that was given to you at your baptism. And then when the bishop came and confirmed you, that was reaffirmed, that gift of the Spirit. You all share in taking care of others, in being pastors to many in your lives. You all uh, share in taking the cross out into the world. And I forgot to say about the ring, many of you are wearing rings this morning, right? And most of those rings, uh, gold rings, especially on this hand, they symbolize what? That you're married, right? That you have taken a vow and that you have committed yourselves to each other no matter what happens. 
And in a way, the ring is a symbol of that kind of covenant relationship. And it's the same for us. You may not have a fancy ring like this, but God has made a covenant with you. You are bound to each other. You might always say married to each other, and you can know that God is going to be with you no matter what happens, just like your spouse is going to be with you for better or for worse. Now, in just about a month, there will be a new person in front of you wearing all of these things or carrying these symbols, and... uh, sitting up there. That will be an exciting time this morning at the, at the early service. Uh, Bishop-elect Redall snuck in and joined us, and so that was kind of fun. She was here. Uh, it will be an exciting time, but it will also be a time to remember that you, all of you, members of this cathedral, will be sharing in her ministry, which will find its center and its anchor right here in the cathedral around the chair of the bishop. For thousands of years, there has been an unbroken succession of bishops in the church. In Arizona, for 58 years, there have been an unbroken succession of bishops. I'm number five, and Bishop Redall will be number six. So as you show Bishop Redall to her cathedra when you seat her in a month from now, I hope that it will also be an occasion for you to remember the ministry that you all have by virtue of your baptism and a ministry that she will lead you in, a ministry of evangelism, of pastoral care, of committed discipleship under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. You will not be wearing special clothes and you will not be sitting in a special chair, but you will be the church in Phoenix and in the world. So God bless you as you gather around your new bishop and this chair uh, as, as the people of God, and more importantly, as the cathedral church of the Diocese of Arizona. Amen. Amen. Amen.